Breathing space includes mature content such as adult language, sexual situations, violence, and substance use. This episode contains gaslighting, manipulation, and mentions of death and murder. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. Hey there, good looking. Couldn't help but notice you're drinking alone. Look at you, able to see people doing things. Mine pa must be proud. How about you just keep walking, stranger? Last thing I need is some new face coming in here, thinking he's the most important part of my day. God damn, it's a little harsh, don't you think? Well, folks around here are supposed to be all friendly and welcoming. So much for terminal hospitality. Fine, take a seat. But count those starry eyes out before I kick your ass. I am just here to unwind. You got it. No games, just straight shooting from here on. Uh, two more what they're having? Say, those are some nice boots you got there. I warned you. Ain't flirting. Those are some right fancy boots, that's all. Like I ain't got better lines than complimenting some boots. Fair enough. Thank you. For the compliment, I mean. You are very welcome. Though I'm a little curious about them. Curious how? Don't take it the wrong way, but they don't exactly go with the rest of the ensemble. Makes me curious about them. Gotta be a story there, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Well, lucky for you, folks say that I'm a great listener. And if you change your mind about the flirting at any point, let me know. Uh, If, no pressure, please tell me about the boots. It happened about two years ago, right here on Terminal Station. I worked over at the docks. Was doing that since before Pat passed away, and most of the time it was boring, shitty work. Maintenance and cleaning, keeping things ready for ships that don't show up. Casey, I need you at dock three. We got a ship coming. Casey? Casey, can you hear me? Casey? Casey, turn off that damn music and listen to me. Oh, what was that, boss? I couldn't hear you. I had my music on. Just get to dock three and begin the protocol already before I... Before I do something. Yes, sir. I was so excited, which might sound stupid to you. Everybody likes to think folks on terminal are dumb. 
that we're a bunch of oxygen scrubber ballast who can't keep up with all those clever people closer to the sun. But they don't know terminal. They don't know terminal folk. All right, everything looks good here. You can tell them to begin docking sequence, David. They've already started. What? Why do you think I said it was so urgent for you to get your ass over there? What kind of moisture-sucking, dust-brained exostuffer starts docking before confirmation? Casey, relax. Relax? Relax? David, if I hadn't gotten over here in time, we could have had a serious problem. The kind of problem where I die in the cold vacuum of space. Just make a good first impression. I'll be right down. Oh, I'll leave a good impression, all right. Right in that dumb face. I'm not too proud to admit it. My brain absolutely shut down at the first sight of him. No offense to the folks around here, but we're workers. And war comes with a certain amount of wear and tear. But him... He looked like he was printed to perfection, not a blemish on him. He walked with absolute confidence, dressed up in something that cost more than I'd make in a lifetime. So, yeah, I got my wires a bit... twisted. Finally, after such a long sojourn, I arrive at my promised land. Now, hold on a minute. You think you can just come in here, duck without confirmation, and... Without confirmation? Oh, now hold on, I... I, I swear it was right here. I saw it, and I... <laughs> well, if that ain't a slice of fungus for you. I must have been so damn excited that I got confused. You could have seriously heard the station. Or us. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Just docked and already I'm making a fool of myself. Hey, it's okay. Accidents happen and we're all safe. Just be more careful next time. Well, uh, I'm hoping there won't need to be a next time. The name's Felix Theodore Legree. And uh, I hope you'll extend me the courtesy of a second first impression. And maybe an apology over dinner. <laughs> well, look at that. Everyone's still in one piece. That's a welcome surprise. Don't worry. I've been given a thorough reprimand for my callous error. Sure. Just want to go over your particulars. Normally we'd get all that squared away at confirmation, but... Uh, right. No, of course. Go on ahead. Thanks. Name is Felix Theodore Legris. Ship name is the Renowned Wraith. Well, it's... Uh, no, that's correct. Then the only thing I need from you is the reason for a visit. Well, that's simple. Immigration. Uh... Beg your pardon? I want to live here, on Terminal Station.
So, the boots are his. Do folks not know how to tell a story where you come from? Seems pretty obvious that's where it's going. Let me guess. Y'all fell madly in love, then he up and left, or died. And now you keep these to remember him by. If you interrupt me again, you're going to be telling the next person you try to pick up in a bar how you got your scars. But I don't got any Oh. Uh, oh. Sorry. To be fair, you're right. These are his boots. He took me to dinner that night. He didn't think much of it, but shit, any place with a tablecloth is terminal fine dining. Even shared a nice bottle of Turan whiskey with me back in his ship. We were feeling pretty good, and I... Look, it had been a long time, and I sure wasn't waiting to book time in private quarters. But I also wasn't going to be one of those people who makes a real steamy show in birthing either. So yeah, we spent the night in his ship, doing things I will not be divulging. Gotta say, that's one of the warmest welcomes I've ever had. They ain't lying about terminal hospitality. You seem pretty hospitable yourself, handsome. I do have what it takes to hang around here after all. Curious why you want to, though. <laughs> why, something wrong with the place? You all ain't gonna knock me out and turn me into stew, right? Ugh, you know what's a big turnoff? Stuff like that. Oh, come on now. You know I don't believe in that kind of malarkey. I wouldn't be moving here if I did. So then why are you here? Well, I guess I'm just looking to change things up. I'm tired of living the way I used to. And uh, nothing seems like more of a change than Terminal. And what sort of life are you getting away from? Had to be something lucrative. Well, a little bit of this and that. Mostly the shipping business. But I'm tired of that. I just want to try and be a simple man. <laughs> well, it doesn't get much simpler than here. Folks might be a bit slow to warm up. Terminal is friendly, but it takes a while to not just be a visitor, you know? Well, then, it's a good thing that I'm not going anywhere. And, uh, hopefully you ain't going anywhere too soon, either. I could be persuaded to stay longer. Things were nice. Felix found a place for himself faster than I could have ever imagined. Granted, it's pretty easy to do when you're offering off-station liquor, fancy outfits, and high-end electronics. He even had some industrial-grade shipwrights tools. And after all that, he had them scrap the renowned Wraith as his final peace offering. Hold on now. You said this fellow wasn't shipping? What's he doing with all that freight? You're not near as dumb as you look, you know that? Mama didn't raise no fool. Well, I'll get to that. Don't you worry. At first, people thought he was just being hospitable. 
maybe brought a few peace offerings, expecting us to be hesitant to accept him. And it worked. Took a while to find him a job that fit, of course. He was... Um, a dandy who can't dock a ship that Mommy and Daddy Legree probably bought for him when he turned 18? He'd prefer the term refined gentleman, but yes. Felix Legree was, for the most part, ornamental. Then he got put in resource reclamation. <laughs> you put him on trash duty? Bet he didn't like that one bit. Not at first. We'd catch drinks... Enjoy some alone time in private quarters. Enjoy some private time in whatever area of the station we could be alone in. Ever enjoy some public time in a crowded place? Shut up. The point is, we'd be having fun, but I could tell it was eating at him. The monotony of it was just making him miserable. For a while, I thought he might try leaving. And this is where we talk about him having a cargo hold full of things he's just given away? I'm getting to it. <clears throat> like I said, I thought he was going to cut ties and run. But then, Maul passed away. Maul was one of the sweetest people to ever live on Terminal Station. He grew up in hard times, but all he did was make him that much kinder. That much more giving. There wasn't a person on Terminal that didn't show up to see him off. I want to thank you all for coming here today. Looking out at you all is a testament to just what kind of man I married. <laughs> we got engaged. Right before the drought. After that, it was long days checking the pipes for leaks, making sure people stuck to their rations. And he never admitted it. But I know he skipped some of his. When we had our wedding, he told me that no husband of his was going to go without a toast on his big day. He cut his rations in half for two months just for that. For me. <laughs> you don't need to be here for this. Get your hands off me, Sheriff. I'm not done. He needs this. I wore these cufflinks at our wedding. They've been in my family since the beginning. And they're as irreplaceable as you are, sweetheart. I miss you. Come on, Zane. Now, hold on a minute. Why is everybody leaving something? It's sort of a costume around here. When we lose a loved one, we give something up. To be reclaimed? Seems kind of silly. Gonna take all that time just to break it down and turn it into... No, we give it up. Permanently. I don't follow. 
<sighs> Look, it's just a thing we do here. We've been doing it since as far back as anybody can remember. So, when someone dies, the body goes through normal processes to reclaim as much of the usable compounds as possible. But to honor what that person meant, we gave up something. Ma and Pa always told me it represented the loss we feel inside. That those people cannot be replaced. I mean, that's a pretty sentiment. But how much can you give up before you gotta take something back? I don't know. I'm not saying everyone has to do it this way. But it's what we do. And I like it. Yeah, you know, I do too. It's got that terminal charm to it. Are you leaving anything? Yeah. It's nothing too fancy. Oh, I don't know about that. It's a nice-looking spanner. There a story behind it? Zane and Mal used to babysit me. They lived in our bunk room before Ma had the twins. And Mal, he'd tell me stories about the old days. Sit me down, show me how to take stuff apart, work on it, put it back together. That's sweet. And it sounds like that's a pretty good thing to give up, then. Want me to take that? I reckon I'll have to collect all this and jettison it before I can do anything else. Uh, sure. Thanks. Oh, hey there, Sheriff. Is Zane doing okay? Yeah, uh, Zane will be okay. I mean, as okay as you can be when you just lost your soulmate, you know? Uh, say, Casey, do you think I could talk to Felix here for a minute? Is everything okay? I'd really rather just, uh... It's fine, Sheriff. Anything you need to say to me, you can say in front of Casey here. Besides, I've, I've got to get back to work once the ceremony's over. Well, that might depend on how our conversations go, Mr. Legree. Listen, Grant, maybe this isn't the best time to... Felix, what kind of work did you say you were in previously? Now, Sheriff, you already know the answer to that. Tell me again, for the record. Shipping? That's right. Shipping. Taking goods from one place to the other. You know, to sell them. <laughs> You've succinctly captured the essence of the trade, the yes. The problem is, Felix... I don't think you paid for any of the stuff you brought here. I think you've been very generous with someone else's things. Grant, what the hell? Casey, I checked his ship's computer before it got salvaged. Nap plan seemed a little... strange. Origin was just shy of Jupiter, in the middle of nowhere. Sort of an unusual place to start a trip, right? Uh, I can explain. Just, you know... Though, it is less unusual... When you tick back through your navigation logs to the prior course, a nice, normal trip between New Houston to Ganymede. In fact, if I lay it over, I bet those two routes might just meet up. What do you think, Mr. Legree? Felix, tell him he's confused. No. No, I'm done lying. What? It's time for me to confess my sins and accept the consequences of what I've done. I was in the shipping business, but times got tough. And when I needed work, I did something I'm not proud of. I scabbed. You. I scabbed, Sheriff. 
while good people were willing to stand up to Yukon, I did their dirty work. Hauling goods. And I made a pretty penny keeping those products moving. But at the cost of my soul, I got to where I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I hated who I'd become. That's why you altered your navigation plan. It was too little too late. I'd already hurt folks, good, honest folks, just trying to stand up for what's right. But I thought, I thought that maybe I could start over and be good, honest folk too someday. <sighs> Sheriff, I understand that what I did was a crime. And I understand if you want to reprimand me, incarcerate me, hell, kick me out an airlock. But I beg you, I beg you, from the bottom of my heart, don't give a single thing back to Yukon. These things belong here more than they ever belong with those bastards. Well, that's a lot to take in, Felix. But you're wrong about one thing. Uh, what's that? Stealing from Yukon isn't a crime. <laughs> Don't worry. This'll just be between the three of us. Well, I, I appreciate that, Sheriff. Just looking out for the good people of Terminal Station. Nothing more. You two take care now. Thanks, Sheriff. Yeah, thanks. But if I catch you two in storeroom 15 again, I'm not going to be this friendly. Uh... uh... Yeah. Sorry. So your boyfriend worked for Yukon, grew a conscience, and pulled a Robin Hood? Well, damn. No wonder you're so taken with him. You got a thing for a scoundrel with a heart of gold? No, I've got a thing for people who come on too strong and simply cannot take a hand. Huh? Ugh, never mind. After our little talk with the sheriff, things settled down. We went from being this new, exciting thing to... To... To what? Nothing. Never mind. Now, I know you've called my storytelling into question, but I am certain that this isn't proper form, neither. <laughs> Look, I'm not some jealous or possessive person. Relationships on Terminal are sort of open by necessity. Not just because of the obvious genetic reasons, but... Oh, your fella started making time with other folks. I'm telling you, I'm not like that. I don't care if other people make him laugh or make his heart race. That doesn't change what we have, you know? I guess so, but something sure got you bent out of shape. Look, it wasn't like we stopped seeing each other. And no offense to Sev, Rico, Maddie, Marty, Castor, or the others, but... Jeez. But there was nothing between them. Any of them. It felt so fake, and nobody else seemed to notice. Not even Felix. It sounds like you might have been a little jealous. 
I'm not. I'm not saying it was fake because I thought Felix and I were some kind of star-crossed lovers. I'm saying it because whenever I'd see him or hear him with one of the others... Uh, have you ever played a, a dating game? Uh, what now? A dating game. You know, like Moonrise Heartthrob or Cosmic Crush. I am so confused. The point is, it's a game where you meet people and make them fall in love with you. And every time Felix was with one of the others, it felt like he was just playing one of those games. Picking choices of a list, trying to win someone. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it felt wrong. And it made me wonder why he couldn't see that what we had meant more. To both of us. I tried to focus on work when he was off cavorting and carousing. Normally, sweeping and periodic maintenance wouldn't be enough to keep me from overthinking. Thankfully, it was time for homecoming. You about done, Casey? Cam's been waiting for a hot minute, and Brett's gonna be here pretty soon. Do you want it done fast, or do you want it done right? Both. Now. I bet you wouldn't be rushing me so much if it was anybody but Cam. I heard that. Keep your engines idle, Cam. Plenty of time to impress David with your dumb laugh and your fake... Casey? Stories! Perfect stories about what all she's been up to. If you thought I was going to say anything else, that's on you, David. Last warning. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you say, boss. Well, ain't you popular today? <laughs> Damn it! Felix, don't sneak up on me like that. You almost gave me a heart attack. Oh, a medical emergency? Well, maybe I could give you some mouth-to-mouth -mouth when David ain't watching. I'm turning these mics off and taking my break. Casey, get these ships docked before you even dream of uh, anything. As much as I'd love to chat, I'm busy working. Since when do you get busy here? Since it's homecoming. Oh, right. Homecoming. You've been here this long and you still don't know what homecoming is? Well... I ain't been around long enough to see one, have I? Mm, fair point. <sighs> What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think Terminal Station? Um, I guess being out in the middle of nowhere, uh, close-knit community, the accent. Um, I, I don't have an accent. I do not have an accent. That's not an accent. It's just speaking correctly. Is it being contrary? Because if it's not, I ain't got a clue. Come on. Uh, starting fungus isn't coming to mind? Oh. Starlight Truffles. That's just a fancy name it gets sold under where you're from. The real name is the Terminal Conk. Well, the real, real name is Griffola Terminus Starkus. 
but that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Of course, there's other names for them. Such as? Hen of the vent, or sucker shrooms. Sucker shrooms? Felix, why do you think starlight truffles are so valuable? Because they're rare. No, they're valuable because people think they're rare. <laughs> These things grow on our air filters. They do? Well, not all our filters. Only special ones. And which ones would those be? The ones in bio-waste management. Something about certain compounds in the air there getting entrained in the filter fibers, creating an ideal bed for the mycelium. You're telling me that starlight truffles, one of the most expensive delicacies in the whole damn system, grows like a weed in your shitroom vents. Yes. And y'all have just been grifting everyone? Wait, y'all have just been grifting everyone. Shit. Look, it's not really a grift. You've got the Starlight Truffle Company to thank for the prices. Don't worry. Swear on my mama. I ain't gonna tell a soul. Good. Keep this up, I might start to like you. Or maybe I just don't want some Starlight Truffle goon coming after you with a plasma torch because you know too much. Wait, what? Oh, I don't know. I've already said too much. <laughs> That's a good joke. So, what's that got to do with your homecoming thing? Well, when else would the comets show up? The hell's a comet? Some folks don't want to live on Terminal Station, but they still want to be a part of it. Those folks become comets. Migrant merchants who take the Terminal Kongs, go sunward, raise funds to help the station. Then they come home and repeat the process. But why comets? Isn't that a Solar Scout thing? A what scout? Never mind. We call them comets because they make periodic trips in and out of the system. You know, just like a... But you're not even near the Oort Cloud. It's just a cute nickname. How can you be so pig-headed and yet apparently such an astronomist stickler? I contain multitudes. I am an enigma, wrapped in a mystery, tucked lovingly in the soul of a poet. Shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. The important thing is that homecoming is the time when all our comets come home. It's a week-long event with two whole days of harvest. Then we pack them full of conks and send them on their way. I was running around in circles trying to get them all docked one after the other, after the other, all while trying to act like nothing was wrong between me and Felix. When it rains, it pours, don't it? I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it. It started like any other homecoming. I got everyone dogged, everyone shook hands and hugged, the first day is all emotional. 
Day two starts all the work. Scraping the conks off the filters, packing them up, loading them on ships. By day five, everything should be sorted out, which just leaves the send-off. <sighs> I swear, there's nothing better. Pretty much everyone that can comes out for the festivities. We even rotate so folks stuck on the job can get some time away for a shift. There's good food, games, dancing, singing, contests. It's just everything you love about Terminal. The heart of it. It was almost enough to help me forget Felix, who had latched on to one of the comets named Tao and was having a very fun time making the merchant blush and stammer with well-placed whispers. That is, until Felix went and walked up to me, smiling with a drink in his hand. You ran off after all the ships docked. Didn't get a chance to keep talking. Yeah, well, you were pretty busy talking to all the new folks. I didn't want to distract you, you know. Okay now, no need for all that. There is no all that. I'm just enjoying myself right now. Cut the shit, Casey. We're both old enough to dress ourselves. How about we act like it? Why did you... I know why you're all snippy with me. Don't take an advanced particle physicist or nothing to see. You're jealous. I am not jealous. You sure acting jealous. And I get it. But I also never said we were some sort of exclusive couple, neither. I don't want that. You know, it's such sunward thinking that you'd expect I wanted that. <sighs> then why are you over here pouting and huffing up a storm? Tonight's about fun, ain't it? I want to have fun. And you're the most fun in the whole galaxy. Just answer me one thing. What do you get from the others? Because they might not see how empty the connection between you is, but I do. Of course you do, Casey. That's why you're the one. The real one. What does that mean? You said one thing. I answered. Now, no more questions. Let's just forget about anyone but us for right now. And I did. Even then. Even seeing the cracks in the mask, I couldn't help but find him charming. I still like the idea of being the person he'd keep coming back to. And from there, the days went by pretty uneventfully. Felix kept up his philandering ways, but made sure to pimper in dashes of affection to remind me why I'd fallen for him. And that was how it was for us. Meanwhile, Terminal went on living and dying. A couple of our beloved old-timers passed away. Dana and Combs choked to death on a lunipi in her bunk. But those were nothing compared to what happened at Reactor 4. Paris and Erin died working on one of those circuit breakers. Folks who saw it said the fireball was so big it looked like it wasn't ever going to stop growing. Just swell up and become a new sun. The send-off was tense. The coroner had determined that Ferris had been drinking before shift. There was a lot of blame and a lot of heartbreak. And then there was Felix, standing there, watching it all. Felix is starting to sound like a real charmer. I mean, they had talked a lot. They'd done more than talk. But here he was, 
absolutely expressionless. More of that playing the game garbage. I was angry. No, I think I was more than that. I couldn't figure out what it was, but it kept breaking up in the back of my brain every time he glanced over at me during the funeral. I didn't know what to make of it at the time. That at the time is doing a lot of work there. Yes. Yes, it is. Barkeep, one last one. On me. Much obliged, stranger. You should start off with something like that, for future reference. Duly noted. Now, am I gonna find out about these boots before Terminal hits its one-year anniversary? We've only got a few hundred years left. Oh, you're going to find out, all right. Because this is where everything goes ass up. It wasn't long before the next homecoming was upon us. We needed it. All in all, we'd lost eight souls since the last one. That might not seem like much, but with a population of 621, you feel each and every loss. I got tasked helping load the harvest. It was day four and I was feeling it in my bag and arms. Hardly noticed when Tao snuck up on me. Hey, Cassie! <laughs> Shit! You scared me half to death, Tao. What do you want? I was hoping I could talk to you. Sure, but make it snappy. We're already running late. Uh, uh, I was hoping we could talk in private. Um, sure. Okay. Hey, David, I'm going to take care of something. Oh, sure. Go ahead. We'll just be here doing work. Very important work. So, what is it? Well, I was with Felix yesterday, and... I do not need to know about Felix and his... It's not about that! Casey, please. You were there for Mao's funeral, right? Yeah, I was. But what's this got to do with... What did Zane give? What do... Just tell me what Zane gave up! Cufflinks! He gave a pair of cufflinks. They were something special. Antique super cufflinks. Taran, with an onyx stud. If you knew, why were you asking me? Casey, Felix came to me earlier today. He gave me a box. I asked him what it was, and he told me he needed a favor. He said he'd taken some of the scraps from the harvest and packed them up to send to his family on Luna. I tried to tell him, no, that I couldn't do that, that the harvest is for the station. But he just kept begging me, saying it would mean so much to his family to get a chance to try starlight truffles, even just the scraps, so I agreed. I didn't even know he had family on Luna. I was just going to stash it in my locker, but Braun and Easy were fooling around and birthing and grabbed it from me. They started tossing it about, just teasing, you know? I, I told them to stop, but then Braun dropped it. Busted it open and... 
I shoved them out of my quarters, tried to clean up the conch scraps. But it wasn't just the conchs in there. There was other stuff packed in. Trinkets and jewelry hidden in the mushroom bits. Oh. Are these Zane's cufflinks? Did, did, did Felix steal them? I don't know. I didn't get a good look at them. But I'm sure there's an explanation. Maybe Felix has... <laughs> uh, has a pair of antique Terran cufflinks too? He likes to dress up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Don't worry. I'll go talk to him. Just give me those and... And I'll get this sorted out. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe that someone could do something so disgusting. I felt myself twisting into knots inside trying to find a way to keep my vision of Felix alive. I got tired knees living on the ground Scraped them up, scrounging around But that ain't me not anymore Look to the sky and watch me soar Felix! Felix, we need to talk. Hmm? Oh, hey there, Case. Where's the fire? You look... Uh... Where did you get these? Well, I don't know what these are. Come here, let me take a quick look. No. No, that's close enough. You know damn well what these are. Casey, you're being ridiculous. I don't You give have... Tao the Kong scraps, and these were in there. How did you get Zane's cufflinks, Felix? Oh, well, shit. You ask one dipshit to carry a fucking package for you, and they can't even do that right. What a pain in the ass. What the hell is going on? Why are you... Oh, cut the shit, Casey. You're not that stupid. You know exactly what's going on. Stop acting like the rest of these backwater morons and just admit it to yourself. You're stealing from the offerings. Thank you. Finally. Damn. It has been so agonizing watching you hover around this. So what? You came here just to... to rub us? <laughs> what the hell kind of ass-backward plan would that be? This damn station's too small to really move anything here, and you're all so... so, uh... Close? Well, I was gonna say clingy, but, you know, sure, whatever you want. <sighs> No, I came here, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I really did want to get away from my past. At least, until the heat died down. Because of the Yukon freight you stole? Casey. Come on. Really? What did you do? You're smart. Let's see if you can guess. We have a dashing rogue who seems to be making a normal transit from Luna to Ganymede. And in the middle of open space, he stops. Then he changes course. Now, what could I have done that would be so bad I'd choose to live on Terminal Station? You're a vulture. Yes! Yes! Oh, I knew I was right about you. I mean, I'm not a vulture vulture. It's more of a supplemental income. 
But you're right. I got caught. And I had to haul ass and lay low. You monster! I trusted you. We trusted you. We let you into our home. I know. And it was easier than you'd think. All it took was that cargo I was supposed to deliver for Yukon. And what I lifted off that cruise ship once that final hull section gave way. <laughs> Hell, you all were even eager to take my tools off me. It wasn't bad enough you came here. You had to make us complicit in this too? Casey, Casey, Casey. You need to think about this from a different perspective. Shut off that terminal doctrine and just consider this. People are a resource. Always have been. They're the suckers you can trick into handing over a fortune. They're the rubes you can convince to let you in. And they're the bones you can pick while the picking's good. And what about me? What am I? Well, you. I think you've got the makings of a great partner. Oh, sure. You say that, and then what? You just throw me out of an airlock? Well, that's just stupid. You don't get rid of a tool while it's still useful. I don't see you getting dull anytime soon. Here. Seemed a shame to get rid of it, so I've been holding on to it. My spanner. I know you're nervous, but we could be a good team. Between the conks and what I've saved, we could... The conks? Right. See, the problem is that you didn't find those cufflinks, right? That'd be our noisy comet. And as slow as Tau is, eventually they'll realize one plus one is not eleven. I could talk to them, tell them that you have a pair just like Zane's, or that he... <laughs> First rule of this business case, if people think you're lying, they know you're lying. So, if we want off this station, we've got to take care of them. Take care of them? I feel like I'm not going to murder someone. Keep your voice down. I know it's a lot. Hell, I ain't ever done it before, neither. Well, not really. Not really? What the hell does that... Ferris? You and Ferris were together. Hell, you were together the night before. You were together, and he was drunk. Helix, did you get him drunk on purpose? What? No. I mean, we had drinks. Spent the night together, maybe had a little something in the morning. I'm sure I might be a heavy hand when I pour, but he's the one that went to work, right? Hadn't had any troubles all the other times we had our tipsy tussles in the morning. You killed him! And Aaron! Casey, please. That was a genuine workplace accident. Of course. Anyone who's dumb enough to go poking around in high-voltage drunk is practically asking to get vaporized. But any reasonable person would agree. I'm completely blind. You clocked him? With the spanner? I did. Damn. Well, what happened next? Instead of the last day of homecoming being a party, it was a trial. Open and shut. Sheriff confirmed Warren's off station for the arrest of Felix Theodore Lugree for failure to render aid and unlawful salvage of a ship in need. And that was before we found him guilty on seven counts of theft. 
two counts of murder and conspiracy to commit the aforementioned crime again. Good. Rat bastard. What'd you do? Shoot him out the airlock? Use him for target practice? Hang him? No. We put him in the brig and informed the authorities. You what? After about a week, the transport arrived to take him to Diotima. I knew I shouldn't, but I couldn't stop myself. Well, hello there, Case. I just want you to know I forgive you for viciously attacking me when I offered you an olive branch. It's shit, Legree. Obviously, I overestimated you. You don't have what it takes to survive. You're just another sucker. Yeah? We'll see who's a sucker when you're enjoying life in prison, asshole. <laughs> what? Oh. What's so funny? Oh, nothing. Just how damn slow all y'all are. You think I'm just gonna roll over and die? Nah. Felix Legree? He's smarter than you. All of you. You're not going to sleep your way out of this, you slimy bastard. Maybe. Or maybe I have a chat with that pilot. It's a long trip, after all. I tell him about a few friends I know. Friends with deep pockets and connections. I'm sure I could convince him to make a quick stop and let me go for a stroll. After all, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Who's going to find me? You're bluffing. That's only a matter of time, Case. And if it's not on that ship, it'll be in a cell. I'll find someone who can't wait to prove what an idiot they are. Like your dear old sheriff. Say, how's he doing? Ain't seen him around much. He was looking mighty rough. You're going to get yours, Felix. I'll send you some pictures from Luna when I get there. As much as I wanted to try and pry more information out of Felix, I couldn't stop thinking about Sheriff Grant. I went over to his quarters, hoping it was just that asshole messing with me again. Sheriff? Are you in there? It's Casey. Grant, please open up. I haven't seen you since the trial, and Felix said some stuff that made me... Please open the door. I'm scared. I'm sorry I scared you. Fucking shit! Grant, it smells like a steel in here. Aren't you on duty? Hey, hey, don't walk away from me. This is serious. What? What's going on? This isn't you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what am I, Casey? Listen, how about we get out of here, sober you up, and... What am I, Casey? You're the sheriff. Yeah. A piss poor one. Hey, don't say shit like that. You're a good sheriff, and... I wasn't good, though, Casey. I let him in here. I knew something was wrong, and all he had to do was flash me a smile and feed me a line, and I took it. We all fell for it, Grant. That's what he does. Hell, before I knocked his ass out cold, he was saying all sorts of trash about how smart I am. But you're a good sheriff. No. 
No, I'm not. But maybe Felix is right. What do you mean? You are smart. He saw it. That's why he wanted you to run off with him. Sheriff, what are you saying? And I don't want to be sheriff. Not anymore. My recommendation for replacement is you. Wait, you're the sheriff? I sure am. Well, if I'd known that, I'd have definitely made a better entrance. So, what happened to Felix? He got on the transport and made his way to Diotima. That ain't right. You should have thrown him into space. Nah, you should have strung him up. Nah, you should have... This isn't how things are done here. Life matters to people on Terminal. I checked in with Diotima. The prisoner Felix Theodore Legree never arrived. The official report was that he had a medical emergency at a weigh station. Body was disposed of there to reduce fuel consumption and prevent any red tape over the spread of potential pathogens. So he did it. That slimy bastard got away. If I ever got my hands... Maybe he got away. Maybe not. See, I was still working the station dock at that point. Wait, did you... did you do something? Nothing unusual. Diagnostics. Maybe a chat or two with the pilot. All perfectly standard. What happened to all that life means something terminal shit? Life means something to Terminal, but Terminal means something to me. So yeah, I'll kill someone like Felix. And do you know why? Because he's a monster. They can't know. They have to believe in the right thing. Because most of the time, the right thing works. And when it doesn't? It's my job to protect Terminal Station now. The people went the way of life. I just got one last question. One that you owe me an answer to. And what's that? Why the boots? Felix was in prison clothes when he shipped out. All his personal effects were confiscated. I kept these. But why? To remind myself of him. To remind myself that, for a moment... I almost got on that ship with him. Right up until he wanted to hurt one of us. I wear these to remind myself how close I got to being just like him. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathing Space. This episode, Terminal Hospitality, was written and directed by S.J. Riker and edited by Aaron Olson. Barfly is voiced by Rachel Scully. Casey is voiced by Sophie Borjon. David was voiced by Scott Paladin. Felix Legree is voiced by Max Newland. Zane is voiced by Ari Ingalls. Sheriff Graham is voiced by Ness Rocker. Tao is voiced by Lafayette Uterapong.
Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag, with vocals by Jeremiah, and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes, and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space is a Law of Names production. It's been said that true beer nerds will chase a white whale halfway across the system. Well, for this particular brew, you'll really have to. Auto Station, a revolutionary permanent atmospheric condensing and collecting station being built in the low-pressure stratosphere of Neptune. Using an angled ram-scoop fusion hybrid drive for the lift and propulsion, it will circle the planet continuously, gathering deuterium from the heart of the gas giant to power the hearts of the Sunwood industry. Well, we know how that turned out. But even with the ongoing challenges of mining gas giants, the Neptune Cycler is still one of the most important long-haul freight routes in the system today. With an average return time of 18 months, this is far from a Yukon drop pod, but what they lack in speed, they more than make up for in... We're here today on the freighter should have taken a left to meet my friend Maria head brewer on board and the person responsible for one of the most sought-after beers in the system. Hey, Jesse. Glad our orbits matched. Me too. The first time we met, it was when the ABQ and my chuck wagon's trails intersected. Pure luck on our part, but that transfer kept us in beer for a solid six months. Good thing there was an ice hauler docked up with us to transfer the water over. I remember you had an awful mustache back then. I miss that soup strainer. <laughs> Seems like you've made some improvements to the brew house since the last time I was on board, though. Yeah. Back at the beginning, we were still experimenting with zero-G brewing. Spherical fermentation tanks, a centrifuge for dropping bright, and some heavily modified yeast that made a bio-raft in the middle. Turns out, just inducing spin gravity was our better option. Why's that? Dissolved gases do weird things in water in zero-G. They just don't know where to go if there's no up. And all the things we were doing to work around the old Earth methods were just adding opportunities for contamination. We have to be pretty conservative in a closed-loop system like this. Even on a heavily controlled environment like a freighter? <laughs> we're not wearing bunny suits or anything. I heard of one brewery on Earth a few centuries back that brewed a beer from the yeast in the brewer's beard. Maybe we should have tried that with your mustache. Oh, what? <laughs> the point is, people have still got microbiomes. This stuff we load and unload has bugs, too. But that's a solved problem. We were just trying to over-engineer things. Beer doesn't have to be that complicated. You say that, but your flagship beer has one of the most interesting stories any beer has ever had, probably. It's just a logical extension of the traditional India Pale Ale, really. But, you know, in space. Yeah? So... Back in the British Empire, they had a problem with their soldiers stationed in India getting desperate for drinks and doing incredibly stupid things, like tying off a date palm frond and leaving it in the sun for a day or two, and drinking the result. 
it ended up being somewhere between Prison Wine, Eric, and Paint Stripper. But there was no way to grow barley or hops in India at the time, and almost no beers would survive the journey to India from England in a drinkable fashion. So some brewers developed a new pale ale with a much higher gravity and hop content in order to prevent spoilage on the three-month trip by sea. And some people swore that it was better aged like that. Resistant to spoilage, enough high-intensity flavors to hide any minor contamination, and won't melt your brain in the process. The more things change, the more they stay the same, huh? Speaking of which, let's go get a drink. I wish you could all smell what I'm smelling right now. That wall of barrels over there is just filling this whole bay with toasted oak and maltiness. That's roughly a thousand barrels of Martian oak from New Louisville, and it represents a quarter of our wood aging program at the moment. Martian oak? Yeah. There was some fighting a ways back about New Louisville trying to claim what they were making was bourbon. And the eventual compromise was that they'd force grow their own oak so that they could use new wood. But that means they have lots of barrels to offload. Some goes to the barbecues, but we grab as many good barrels as we can every time we go by. So what's special about Martian oak? Well, like all low-gravity wood, it's a lot more porous than its terrestrial ancestors. But it's not much more fragile. And how's that affect the beer? For one thing we end up with a bit higher alcohol content. It's not something we targeted specifically, just a happy outcome of the aging process when you're using porous wood. But it also gets a stronger wood flavor in there because of how the liquids flow in and out of the barrel walls. Oh, that is gorgeous. Sort of a deep golden color with an off-white head of foam. This is a good batch. Four months in that wall over there, with a load of hops we picked up at the European Hydro Farms, a distant descendant of the classic East Kent Golding. So it's our own Neptunian Pale Ale, but with a clear historic line to Burton. Mm. You get that lavender and spice aroma, but with a honey undertone. Yeah, that's sort of the East Kent Golding signature for sure. Mmm. And the flavor, not too bitter, a lot of earthiness, but with a hint of sweetness, too. Some of that's the wood, but yeah, our yeast ferment's pretty clean, so you get a lot of the hops in the malt in there. After the break, we'll take a tour of the only traveling malt house in the system, and then we'll visit the kitchens to bake some spent grain bread. Stay tuned. Stay <laughs> tuned. 